Hi, and welcome back to OE on Air via social distancing. I'm Kayan Isaacson. It's the first episode of 2021, and after the events of Wednesday, January 6th, we spent this episode talking through how we got here, everything that happened, and what it means for all of us going forward. 3 to and Go this week is a little bit different. Cosmo and I are joined by our colleague Andy Paven. The three of us just really talk through everything that happened this week, our reactions, responses, and feelings. So first up, three, two, one, go. All right, welcome back to three, two, one, go on OA on air. I'm joined today by Kyan Isaacson, the official voice of OA on air, Hello. as well as our colleague, hey, Kyan, as well as Andy Paven of Seven Letter and O'Neill and Associates. Andy, great to have you on. Thank you. So we're here in the wake of um, a absolutely uh, uh, remarkable and uh, uh, unusual and, and and troubling course of events that occurred on January 6th, 2021, continuing into the wee hours of this morning, but uh, squarely focused on essentially uh, a, a, an attempted insurrection during the uh, process of Congress certifying the presidential election and uh, a, 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 a mob inspired by the president himself uh, to march uh, on the Capitol building and ultimately infiltrate uh, and 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 um, really disrupt uh, a sacred moment of democracy in a way that I don't think we've ever seen. Um, and we're going to try to unpack a number of different elements of this, including where things are going forward and how quickly things have changed uh, for the president. Uh, Donald Trump uh, in his final uh, 13 days of office. Andy, let me start with you and just sort of your first reactions. There's so much to uh, uh, to sort of sift through in the wake of what happened uh, on January 6th. Yeah, if I can start with a simple, with just a simple point, which is I've worked on a couple of different presidential inaugurations. Um, I was personally and in fact deeply involved um, in the in the closing of Pennsylvania Avenue in front of the White House in the wake of the Oklahoma City, City bombing, I worked at for the at the Department of Transportation at the time as a political appointee. Um, the idea that the perimeter, the idea that, that that the rally on the Mall at which the president spoke had had um, that they, they, they had they had uh, changed the the permit to significantly exponentially increase the expected crowd size. That that happened, and yet the perimeter around the Capitol was not adequately prepared. Um, it, that there will be congressional inquiries about this, I guarantee, because the Capitol Police they know how to secure the perimeter around the Capitol. You know, it's done for inaugurations for five years at least after 9/11. It had a very hard perimeter, and the perimeter yesterday was snow fences. Which can be strong, but they're only as strong as the stakes as the stakes in the ground that hold them, and they're only about three feet high. And it, it just so the idea that you, the whole the whole point of a hard perimeter, after all, is you don't get to the point of having that face to face confrontation. And and I I think you, you kind of have to begin there. Having said that, this part of me that watching it yesterday felt like this was the only way this could ever end. This entire administration has been scripted as if a movie or a made for, um, you know, reality TV show. And it may be that the only way it could have ended 
was sort of, you know, in sort of this fireball that engulfs I think that's a really good point because even though there are still plenty of hangers on uh, uh, with regard to sort of the the Trump phenomenon, this this really threw a, a lot. Of, I mean, it, it's too late for the most part, but but a lot of people jumped ship yesterday and today after seeing this happen, and that finality that. That last moment of complete and utter disgrace, I think you're right. It's almost necessary to have a clean or at least some kind of a clean break for there to be absolutely zero in any way credibility. And, and God help uh, uh, Ted Cruz and uh, uh, and, uh, Josh and, some of these, John, and some of these others. Uh, it, it, you had to have some kind of an event like this. For there to be okay, let's now it's time to wash our hands. I think that's right, but it also just you know comes back to God, how sad is that? That we needed a day of violence, assault on our capital, our democracy as we know it. I mean, for some of these people to finally see the light, and then the fact that there are still others who haven't, but. Yesterday was just a sad, sad day. And if if you weren't sickened and sad by what happened yesterday, that concerns me greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the images are absolutely astonishing. And I think people I, I think social media has desensitized us to things that when that kind of imagery was more rare or more select, as opposed to a constant bombardment. Um, people might have been more apt to be shocked, but I got to tell you, when you see the Confederate flag being marched through Congress, when you see someone sitting at the the desk of the Speaker of the House, and that's the desk of every Speaker of the House through history, right? It's not just about Nancy Pelosi. It's about the institution. It's about Congress. It's about democracy. When you see those things happening, uh, and the world is watching that, and I know that's a cliche, but it's meaningful because what does that tell you about American democracy? That the kind of things we would only associate with a banana republic are, are, are happening in full force here in America. I also want to just comment on one thing, and that's just politically. There's so many different ways you can judge the Trump presidency as an utter and complete failure. Politically, might be one of the biggest. Senators Loeffler and Purdue of Georgia, man. He did them in. The Trump clown show between Election Day, November 3rd, and yesterday abs- or absolutely did them in and gave them no chance to win those, to keep those seats. And his party should never forgive him for that. Yeah, and I think, you know, and it's really, there's one interesting element. Let me go back to say one thing that I think we have to say out loud, which is the other element, and we've all heard people say it and read it online, and it's true, is if the people yesterday looked different than they had, there would have been far more arrests and injuries and possibly deaths as a result. Yes. Uh, There there just can be no doubt about that. But, uh, sorry, go ahead. I lost my train of thought. I apologize. I I think you're right. I think that there's going to be a, a significant period of reflection and review and maybe investigation into how, 
uh, security was managed and, uh, and, and, and what was happening there. I, I, I'm not going to second guess or, or, ma or make anything more than just co sort of casual observations, but it, it, it's, it is certainly shocking that, that, the, that the Capitol building could be infiltrated like, like that so quickly. Um, yeah, and, they, and, and they were in an awful position once it was infiltrated because in those closed quarters where you, they couldn't know whether any of those people were armed because clearly they hadn't gone through the magnetometers. That's why they're all carrying these big, you know, flags on metal posts. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it may have been completely tactical that the, the protesters were not, you know, tackled, arrested inside the building. It may have been, look, we just need to try to get all of us out alive uh, because we don't know what could happen next. And so I think that that's I think it, you, we have to give law enforcement that at least. Um. I think there's a, a lot to unpack in in terms of how law enforcement handled everything yesterday, and it, that is not a, a blatant criticism by any. I, I just there's there's a lot that we need to learn about why yesterday went the way that it went, um, and. I think that we will see that in the months ahead. Um, you know, the National Guard getting called in, we know that that happened uh, far later than it should have. Um, and, you know, that's a, that's a whole other issue because that, you know, falls under Trump. I, I think I saw a tweet late last night. I don't know how true it is that someone said it was ultimately Pence that ordered the Guard, that Trump didn't do it. Um, you know, who knows? But there's so many layers of, how this got so quickly out of control um, and to a point where our capital was overtaken. Uh, and, and the amount of civility um, that is supposed to come in that building. And, and when you think about what happens in the House or the Senate chamber, if you've anyone who's ever been to Washington, D.C. and gone to the Capitol, if you've, if you've gone up to the gallery, how quiet and sort of solemn a place it, it can be to think that it was just mocked. Um, in addition to the attacks, but just mercilessly mocked by people in, you know, essentially costume, uh, sitting uh, at the pulpit and and then taking over, you know, the speakers. It's it was just it's just sad uh, on more so than, many more levels. Than, more than one speaker in last night's session referred to it as uh, desecration of democracy's temple. Yeah, I yeah desecration. Yeah. Defiling in the case of uh, the speaker's office, I believe it, it it was just and and mocking is a good way of putting it, Cayenne. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're 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 mocking, and maybe they don't even know exactly what they're doing, but it doesn't matter. You did it. They're mocking democracy. They're 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 lampooning something that Americans uh, hold sacred. And you know what? People around the world hold sacred and admire. It's um. It's it is a day that will live in infamy if I can uh, paraphrase a great president. And well, I think we can only we can only hope that one thing that comes out of it is, in fact, you know, it finally, finally, finally opened some people's eyes to really the the, the sort of the race to the bottom that has been Donald Trump and and. Uh, you know, there, there were people who there were people who last night, Mike Pence and, and Lindsey Graham in particular, who made really moving speeches. McConnell um, did as well. McConnell did as well. You're right. And and I am not personally, I am not willing to offer any of them personal redemption. 
based on you know their behavior over the past four years. That's just my own personal view. But having said that, I really do think that each of them made a contribution last night that was important to the body politic, to the country. Mm -hmm. And maybe it allows Congress to move forward, at least in the short term, in a more in, 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 a, in a manner that more of us um, recognize, you know, having been around the institution for a long time. And, it, you know, it may, it's weird, but, you know, we can only hope that it was a catharsis that was, that was kind of necessary in a way. And that's, 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 that's really sad to think about, but I do think there's some truth to it. I also think we should remember, too, how yesterday started. Um, yesterday started with actually a display of the very best of democracy of what happens when people get out and vote um, and the power of what our democracy can do and can be. What happened in Georgia is is American democracy at its finest and as it was intended. Um, and that was a really bright spot, not just for Democrats and, and, and for that party, just because it was it was an election that was necessary and it was handled well and people showed up to vote and, and use their voice. And that's what this country and, and our democracy is supposed to be about. It certainly went off the rails, um, you know, a few hours later in Washington, D.C. But yesterday, Georgia showed the best of democracy. And I, I, I don't want to forget that in the, the, the amidst everything else that, that went on. Mm-hmm. All right, Kaya and Andy, thank you. Any final thoughts, Andy? Uh, you first on uh, the aftermath and what happens going forward. Well, in 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 the very near term, the next couple of weeks. I mean, we've you've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of talk about uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment, which would which would has to be invoked by the cabinet secretaries of a president and basically removes removes the president from any decision making. There's been talk about it. I can't imagine that that really happens in the next two weeks. But I I, I, I do believe um, when you think about the, the, the biggest risks to, to the nation, I do believe that the military, for instance, um, will not accept orders that it might consider um, illegal over the next two weeks. That in, in a sense, whether this president is removed before the inaugural, which I don't think he will be, is is a little bit moot at this point because he is so compromised um, that to be irrelevant for the next two weeks. I mean, look at Facebook, just shut him down, and they have not said that they will let him back on Facebook even after he's president. And you know, he bought he brought that unto himself. I mean, the word exile comes to mind. And so what's, what's in Donald Trump's future? I don't know. Exile? Right. So, Nothing good. Um, I, I, I tweeted this yesterday. I want to make sure to underscore the, the, the incredible role that reporters and journalists played yesterday throughout all of this. Um, I had, you know, I, again, tweeted... I was a journalism major in college. I don't remember learning anything about what to do when you find yourself suddenly in the midst of a violent attack. 
um, an assault on democracy or anything that looks like what happened yesterday. Uh, these reporters were the definition of just like courage and grace under fire, uh, bringing essential information, details, updates, um, pictures and video footage. You know, I, I think I saw a picture, some of them with like makeshift gas masks of essentially what looked like not much more than plastic bags. Uh, and it is a with the attacks that have been made against media, particularly in the last four years, uh, whether they're fake news or, you know, just all of the terrible <laughs> things that have been hurled against them. They keep showing up and keep ensuring that we have information and are understanding what's happening. And yesterday was such an amazing display of the vital work that they do. They are an essential part of our democracy. True. True. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think and I think one final caution that we have to be realistic about, um, there is already beginning yesterday a strong effort uh, on some in some quarters online to try to claim that the people who breached the Capitol actually were not supporters of Donald Trump, but were others like Antifa or Black Lives Matter who were only doing it to make the Trump supporters look bad. This is real, and it con it is continued disinformation. Yeah. All right, Andy Pam and Kyan Isaacson, thanks a lot for this important discussion on three, two, one, go here on OA on air. Two minutes with Kyan. Two Minutes with Tom, first edition of 2021. What a week. What a week starting off this year. Oof, I'm tired. The, um, and sad. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad too. And, and I have to tell you, I, I just, uh, it's the most incredible week of my life, I think. Um, it, it just from, a, from a, just an incredible week. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm reading, I'm reading newspapers accounts from overseas and the take that some of our overseas allies have had on this and the impact that it had on our relationships going forward from a foreign policy point of view, um, the damage that was done this, this, by this, by this man, this president, um, I'm, I'm just taken by it. And, and I just wish he'd have his break, breakdown in, in private. I just, um, I'm afraid for the next 14 or 15 days as to what he's capable of doing. Um, people are really asking questions, are we okay? And you, you know, you try to reassure everybody, but the fact of the matter is, this man is absolutely nuts. And um, and I, when we all saw it, we all saw it firsthand and they, he was persuaded last evening to come out and give almost a concession speech, almost, not quite, uh, which he which he practiced because it was filmed. He read it from prepared cards. Uh, it was not heartfelt at all. It wasn't him. It was it was forced on him by his staff. Um, you know, he's acknowledged that he probably won't go to the inauguration, which I, I think America does not want to see him there. Certainly, the world doesn't want to see him. Um, the what he's done to democracy, and I and I say that from the vantage point of a family, my family, 
that have been in public service trying to build part of this democracy for over 100 years. To watch this man come and just try to destroy it is, is breathtaking. I, um, I don't mean to run off at the mouth. I'm just, I'm bewildered. I'm bewildered how people didn't see it. Well, and, now, and I and actually now, think it's beyond that. It's not how people didn't see it. It's how people saw it and excused it. Yeah. Or ignored it or cast it aside and said, right. okay, but. So many times it was, okay, but. And, you know, for it to end this way, you know, isn't surprising. Um, I almost felt like when we the news alerts came through yesterday saying, you know, Trump has now shifted gears and is talking about transition to, you know, the, the next administration. It feels, even after everything, it still feels too easy. Mm -hmm. uh, I just feel like there's still another now 12 days for this to, for him to go back on that word or be disruptive once again. Um, it, it's, it's jarring. And when you think about what Inauguration Day might look like, um, I'm sure I'm not the only person and I'm sure the, you know, the Biden-Harris team is, is incredibly concerned um, about what we're going to face in the days leading up to day of and the days after Inauguration. Apparently his prepared text, his filmed text, the president's last night about telling everybody that he was really astonished and saddened by what had happened after he started it, after he ignited the fire. Um, it's turned off some of the, the crazy-minded militia types and QAnon people that were part of that rally or, or protest or insurrection. Um, it has turned them off, and apparently they're beginning to turn on him. I... I, I, I I don't know what their intent is. All I know is it was it was well planned, and how we as a as a country didn't see it or prepare better for it. I'm talking about an administration and the folks at the Capitol. Um, there were just so many unanswered questions about how we knew this was coming and didn't prepare for it. Um, and that's what the international papers are, are writing about. They're wondering what went on. Some in Europe are calling this a coup, a, a coup led by Donald Trump. Um, I think Nancy Pelosi has been absolutely right on this, and she is calling for an impeachment if he doesn't step down and resign, or if the vice president and eight members of his cabinet don't pull out you know, the 25th Amendment to the Constitution, signing a letter asking for his removal. Um, I... Um, I just think if the if I think if Congress were to overreact or react in this way, I'm just afraid of making him look like he's been, you know, he's been overly penalized or something. I, I don't want to have any sympathy for this man. I want him to go out race figure that he is and, and, be, and be done with it. As I said earlier, he's having a breakdown of some sort. I just wish he'd have it in private and leave the American Constitution, the democracy and the people alone. Anyway, I feel very strongly about it because um, to me, it's personal. It's personal. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Yeah. Thanks. It'll be a brighter day, by the way. Well, uh, it's coming. It has to be. <laughs> Talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of OA On Air via social distancing. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week.